Time for promotions here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast show. Before you listen to the next newest episode, going to start with my daughter in Atlanta, Georgia, more specifically Jonesboro, Georgia. Nails by Imani, the best nail technician inside or outside the 285 perimeter. 258 South Main Street, Suite F, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236 is the physical address to where she works at. You can Google her and find her on Facebook as well as Instagram. You can also find the missus on Instagram as well. The online beauty boutique is the website and the business Facebook page is Forest Crafts and Custom Designs. Once again, Forest Crafts and Custom Designs, two R's in the name Forest, just like the Washington Commander's safety, Derek Forest, but no relation to this lineage of forces. And the email address, once again, is forestcraftsdesigns at gmail.com. You can find Arigato Joey wherever you listen to music. He is on Pandora as well, and I am on Pandora as well, but that is Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. And for me, the Prophets Picks, that is the Prophets Picks 2019. Twitter handle at Prophets underscore picks. No special characters or apostrophes, just the underscore before you type in picks. That's the Twitter handle. The Gmail is the Prophets Picks at gmail.com. And once again, Instagram at the Prophets Picks 2019. I'm everywhere as well as you too. This show coming up next, you can find it there. Have a great night, everyone, and stay tuned. New episode right now. Figured I would let things cool off for a few hours. Said I will wait a day. Originally, I posted on my personal social media page that I was going to have the Super Bowl 57 results show on yesterday. And um, some things came up on yesterday. You know, uh, yesterday was a national Super Bowl hangover day is what I call it. Not that I was hungover, because of course I don't drink, but at the end of the day, a lot of people that watch the Super Bowl, go to the Super Bowl, enjoy Super Bowl weekend, they do. Some people, Super Bowl week, every single day, that entire week. But, did in fact spend some time with the family, and um, it was a nice, quiet, peaceful day. And uh, that's Since the beginning of the year, the majority of my life has been extremely peaceful. Thank God for that. Um, In so many ways, you just don't understand. But um, there is no price for peace. Uh, But nevertheless, here we are on a Tuesday, February the 14th, 2023. 
happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. And uh, this is the 352nd and final podcast show for the 2000, <clears throat> excuse me, and 22 NFL season and the postseason that led up to Super Bowl 57. A couple of days ago, my prediction was Philadelphia, the number one seed of the NFC 27, defeating the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24. Number one seeds on the AFC and NFC side of things. And my pick, of course, was the Philadelphia Eagles winning that football game once again, 27-24. Look, bottom line, it was the Kansas City Chiefs. I knew that they were going to win the football game by three points or they were going to lose it. Kansas City Chiefs, if you have listened to my show the last few years, this past August to start the season, it was the first year that I did not predict Kansas City Chiefs would not be in the Super Bowl. My prediction all year long, and it was looking good for Pittsburgh all the way up until week 18 and the 17th game, and that was Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Rams. Now, we know the Rams didn't even make it to the postseason, but nevertheless, the bill came due, and fortunately for the Rams, it came due a lot sooner than the bill normally comes due for teams that basically, you know, sells their souls. They sell all their draft picks. That's what we mean by sell their souls. We don't mean it literally and religiously and cult-wise. We don't mean it that way. But that phrase, sell your soul in the NFL, means that you sold your future away. And the majority of all the NFL teams, they've done a pretty good job drafting, finding players that are undrafted, finding players from other leagues um, and there is no European NFL um, but there is the United States Football League you know they got a spring league going on right now they got the XFL was getting ready to start I believe and then uh, COVID-19 happened and you know there are ways to find NFL players besides the conventional you go to college for three four years some of these players they go for five six years and they're drafted or they're not drafted and they're picked up as an undrafted rookie free agent there are other ways there are other roads options just ask Kurt Warner to find NFL players and on this year's biggest guy was Mr. Turnpin for the Dallas Cowboys but getting the show back on track this was the first year ever that I did not pick since I started this podcast show Chiefs to face against an NFC team in the Super Bowl. Once again, it was Pittsburgh versus Los Angeles, a rematch of a 70s Super Bowl, and it was almost a rematch of a late 80s, mid-80s Super Bowl with the 49ers and the Bengals. Nobody wanted to see that, and I said that multiple times. No offense to 49ers fans, organizations, or players. 
No offense to Bengals fans, Bengals organization, or Bengals players. But look, I know it's a whole nother generation times three, but still, nobody wanted to see that. You know, if you were born around that time, and if you weren't born around that time, but you've seen all of the historical NFL films by uh, Steve Sable and all of that presents, you've seen the game enough through the eyes of others and multiple networks and now most notably NFL Network you've seen those Super Bowls with the 49ers and the Bengals Chris Collinsworth and Joe Montana hey I see John, John Candy in the front row you have seen that enough right and um, the time is going to come though I really do believe where we will have San Francisco and Cincinnati in the Super Bowl again but I'm just really hoping not anytime soon <clears throat> and the reason why I say that is because I want it to be Joe Burrow and I want it to be a mainstay staple quarterback for the 49ers. I don't want it to be, oh, this year we're going to go with Jimmy G. This year we're going to go with Trey Lance. This year we're going to go with Brock Purdy. This year we're going to try to get Tom Brady. Oh, no, we change our mind. We don't want Tom Brady. I want it to be a guy that has been with the organizations, with the 49ers for at least three years in a row. And heck, we can have San Francisco versus Cincinnati four Super Bowls in a row for all I care. Because I'm all for greatness. I'm all for dynasties. I'm all for that. Because this is the sport in which it is, in fact, the most difficult to consistently have the same NFL franchise year in and year out at the title game at the championship game at the world title game it's almost impossible to do it and if you're able to do it you're among the greats and I'm pretty sure the Kansas City Chiefs fans are going to really enjoy this show because as I said with the AFC championship game ladies and germs for the first time <clears throat> I'm going to pick against the Kansas City Chiefs and pick the Bengals to win. And my final score in that game was 23-20 Bengals. Chiefs won it 23-20. And in, in this one, I said I'm going to go with the Eagles. The Eagles, for me, was a safe pick. <clears throat> I didn't want to be let down again. I was rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I, in fact, picked the Eagles to win. Now, say what you want about me. Hey, people do it anyway. They lie on me anyway. That's fine. People have always lied on me. They're going to continue to always lie on me. It's just how life is. It makes them feel better or it makes them look better, even though it's not the really real reality of who they are. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to scratch. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to claw. I'm just going to move on with my life as I have been peacefully. So... Eagles fans, say what you want about me. Chiefs fans, say what you want about me. I really don't care. Bottom line is, I am still 2-2 two two overall in Super Bowl since the inception of this podcast show. And not only that, my regular season record just looks absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And when you add the postseason in there, in the postseason, 4-2, um, and two, wild card weekend, Three and one, divisional round, the Elite Eight, 
And then the Fantastic Four, the Final Four Conference Championship Sunday. I got one right. San Francisco uh, lost to Philly uh, by way more than I predicted. And I already just told you what I predicted for, <clears throat> excuse me, the AFC Championship game. So, and then of course, I got the Super Bowl wrong. But I was going from for Kansas City from day one. I was going for Kansas City for, for, from day one. And um, last year hurt more so than this year hurt. And quite frankly, this year it really didn't hurt that ma- that badly for me because the teams that I predicted to be in the Super Bowl, they weren't even in the postseason, right? They didn't even make it. So it doesn't hurt as much, right? But last year, I know I said Kansas City, I believe it was in the Rams. And, or I think I said, no, I said Kansas City and Tampa Bay rematch. And the reason why that hurt last year so bad is because Tampa Bay went down into the divisional round to the Rams. And after I saw that, I said, okay, that means the Rams is going to host the conference championship game because the 49ers are definitely going to beat the Packers. But even last year in the tournament, again, if you've been listening to my show, the number one thing you notice is I go with the safe pick. I take risk every once in a while. And a risk was picking against the Chiefs and the Bengals in that conference championship game. But hey, not only was that a risky call, but it was also a safe call when you think about it because... If you've been paying attention to the NFL, you know that the Cincinnati Bengals defeated up until this past January, defeated the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City in the postseason once and defeated them in Cincinnati twice. So if you've been paying attention, you know what's been going on in the NFL. And um, the season's over. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. The season is, in fact, over, and this is the Super Bowl 57 results show. 38 to 35, with 11 seconds remaining, the Eagles went down. Jalen Hurts had an opportunity to throw a Hail Mary pass to either set up the Stanford band play or multiple laterals, whatever you want to call it, and the ball, the football fell harmlessly to the turf, and uh, we all know Kansas City Chiefs won, and um, once again, I'll say it over and over again, I even have it in writing, because I told my virtual co-workers the same thing, I'm going with the safe pick, I'm picking the Eagles to win, 27-24, but I'm hoping that the, the uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs win, and look, As much as our own African-American people hated it, there were two and there were were some that hated it because they went on social media and they said, why does it have to be recognized that it's two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl? Because it never happened. That's why it's recognized. And if anybody is keeping up with what's going on in this country, if anybody is watching Godfather of Harlem, We know what went on back in the day and we can scarily see similarities to what's going on even 
today from back then. And that was the mid-60s. Yeah, we've come a long way, but we still have a very long way to go. And it's probably going to be that way until Jesus cracks the sky. And at the end of the day, either way, in Black History Month, by the way, we win. Because if Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl, great. He's got African-American heritage and genes and blood running through his body. Jalen Hurts won, great. African-American male. Either way, we win, right? So, yeah, hopefully, prayerfully, the day will come where that won't matter. But it did matter. It does matter. And until the world, which it won't, be 100% at peace and will not judge people by the color of their skin, hey, it's a huge thing. And, um... It was a great game. Remarkable football game. 7 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. The Eagles pulled out in front as it was 17 to 14. And then it ended up being 17 points, 24 to 14 at the half. So. Here's the thing that I kept seeing over and over and over again for the last 38, 36, 48 hours. This is what I've been seeing. How the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl halftime adjustments helped them win the football game. Internet trolls, okay? Keyboard warriors. Those of you that are completely and totally ignorant to what goes on in the NFL and you have been for years before the internet came along and gave you the tool for you to hide behind because nobody can see your face. This is what goes on in the NFL. In the Super Bowl, the halftime show is almost half an hour long. Where in the regular season, halftime is about 10 to 13 minutes long. Okay? You have that a commercial, you have a halftime show, you have another commercial or another set of commercials, I should say. You come back to the halftime show of whichever network, whether it's Fox, NBC on Sunday night. Uh, this year was Thursday night on uh, Amazon Prime or at CBS. Whichever network it is, ESPN, Monday Night Football, and then they throw it back to wherever that game is being televised at. The broadcast guys will say a few words. Possibly they'll go to another commercial. If they don't, they'll prepare to kick off for the second half. It doesn't take long to do that because the guys in the production trucks. And the guys back at the home base studios of these networks that broadcast these NFL games, and I'm helping out the ignorant ones right now, they already have all of the halftime footage. They have it chopped up. That's what they call it, okay? And it doesn't take long to show a few highlights, give a few 
explanations as to what happened in this game that's going on in New York and what this guy is doing and how great his season is and blah, blah, blah. Doesn't take long to do that. Then it doesn't take long for the home base network studio to talk about the game that they are currently airing during the halftime. It doesn't take long to do all of that. This is what you all don't understand. However, in the Super Bowl, this is where the difference comes in at. You go to halftime in the Super Bowl, you have tons of people you got to get off the field, not including the players, not including the coaching staffs. Everybody that is a part of getting a, you have an actual concert that goes on during halftime. You have an actual concert, even Thanksgiving day games in which they hold concerts from time to time. Those halftimes aren't as long as the Super Bowl. Whichever network is covering the Super Bowl, they throw it to the guys that are doing or and or gals, guys and gals, that are doing the halftime show. They talk about what happened in the first half. They talk about what happened right before halftime. They talk about field conditions, weather conditions, whatever it may be. Then they go to commercial. Then they come back and they tell you, hey, Michael Jackson's coming up. Prince is coming up. Cher is coming up. You know, whoever is going to be in the prime in the, in the in the halftime show for that Super Bowl, while they are doing that, they're still setting up in the background. All of that takes time. That alone right there is a good 17 to 20 minutes. I mean, in all reality, halftime in the Super Bowl was basically almost half an hour to almost just under an hour, like 15 minutes remaining in an hour, depending on who's performing, depending on the logistical settings of that stadium. And let's not forget, Rihanna was basically suspended in midair. And oh, yeah, we just found out on yesterday that she was pregnant, suspended in midair, right? Which would explain why she wasn't doing a lot of dancing that she would normally do. But nevertheless, the point that I'm making, the reason why I said all of that, the reason why I broke it down to layman's term where a fifth grader could understand it is that we have to understand that with all of that extra time that the Kansas City Chiefs got, internet trolls, it wasn't a script. It wasn't scripted for Nate Burleson to predict the final score of the Super Bowl. I'm not even in mainstream media and I predict final scores. Where's my script at? This is what's so annoying about social media, which is part of the reason why I'm so happy to Christ that I'm super duper free of a lot of it. Because before the beginning of this year, I was just bogged down by it and it was literally just running me up the wall. But my life is so much more quieter now and I'm so thankful to God that it is. But every once in a while, I'll log on to social media and I'll see these internet trolls talking about how the Super Bowl is fixed and it's scripted. You guys are idiots. There's idiots. I've said it over and over again. There is no way. No way. 
you can script an entire game and set it up to where a team wins by three just for ratings and just for people to say, oh, it was the greatest Super Bowl ever. That doesn't happen. So let me ask you all, you internet trolls, when players get injured, is that scripted? Is it scripted for someone to have their ligament snapped in their knee? Is it scripted for someone to have a concussion? Is it scripted for someone to get violently smacked by three different individuals, get a broken jaw, a broken clavicle, and a broken leg, and the bone inside of their leg is a compound fracture sticking out of their skin, you morons. No, it is not scripted for people to get hurt. Therefore, it is not scripted because this is not wrestling, by the way. And by the way, let me go behind the screens, the, the scenes on that. When it comes to wrestling, it's scripted. Yes, it's fake. But here's the thing. 100% of the time, 10 out of 10 times, a, a wrestler that suffers an injury while wrestling, they already had that injury. The wrestling plays or the scripted performance, they just make sure that it's a clean break, for example, or it's a clean snap of a ligament. You can ask The Rock about that. And I believe it happened to uh, Hunter Hearst Hemsley as well, where he had his hamstring basically was partially already torn. So they said, okay, we're going to script this. That happens in WWE. That does not happen in the NFL. Never has. It never will. I just wish we could have every internet troll that thinks the NFL is scripted meet up with every NFL player from past generations and see these guys in wheelchairs, see these guys in walkers, see these guys limping around. I mean, I don't even know why I wasted any of the results show on moronic people like that. But nevertheless, that was one thing I wanted to address in this results show. Because once again, I am not in the mainstream media like former NFL player Nate Burleson. And I predict final scores right on the head. I don't always get the teams with the winning number or the winning points, but I almost always predict final scores right on the head all season long. And here it is again. If you have been listening to my show, you will know that. You will know that. I have no connection with anyone in the NFL whatsoever. So how in the name of Moses Jacob Jebediah and John is the NFL scripted. Anywho, halftime is over with. You have a field goal by the Eagles. Kansas City Chiefs made every single change that they needed to make. Kansas City Chiefs made it every single adjustment that they had to make. It was made. Their defense showed up. Yes, they allowed a touchdown in the fourth quarter and a two-point conversion. But by this time, you had a field goal for the Eagles. You had a touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs in the third quarter, who had scored 21 points, basically, from the first quarter to the third quarter. They scored a touchdown in every single quarter. And what really hurt the Eagles was their scoring got stymied. They got shut down in that third quarter. In that third quarter, they got that field goal. That was it. And that was the biggest issue for the Eagles in that football game. Because the Kansas City Chiefs came out and they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. 
and of course the game-winning field goal. 25 first downs for the Eagles in the game, 21 first downs for the Kansas City Chiefs. 12 of those 21 first downs through the air for the Chiefs, 7 of the 21 on the ground. 11 of the 25 through the air for the Eagles, 12 of the 25 on the ground. Both the Eagles and the Chiefs converted fourth downs. Um, beg your pardon. The Eagles converted two of their fourth downs. Both fourth downs that they had, they converted both of those. Kansas City Chiefs had a total of 417 yards, one turnover. That was a fumble by Jalen Hurts. And that's what allowed the Chiefs to get back in this football game. And we want to be honest. Chiefs didn't have any turnovers. No fumbles, no interceptions, clean games. Normally leads to victories. Turnovers in championship games normally leads to a Super Bowl championship. 417 total yards for the Eagles to 340 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Eagles and the Chiefs both had mistakes by their defenses that awarded their offenses two first downs. 11 of 18 on third downs for the Eagles. I mean, they were absolutely annihilating the Chiefs. Chiefs offense was barely on the football field. You don't believe me? 35 minutes, 47 seconds time of possession for the uh, Eagles and then 24-13 time of possession for the Kansas City Chiefs. And that fumble ended up being a touchdown. You just can't turn the football over. You can't turn the football over. You definitely cannot turn the football over in the Super Bowl. And I want to address the internet trolls again as I get ready to end the show. I do agree, Devontae Smith. Devonta Smith, excuse me, that was a catch. 7-4-100. The Eagles as a team ran the football 32 times for 115 yards. However, Kansas City Chiefs ran 26 times, a few times less than the Eagles, and they ran the football for 158 yards. Now, Jalen Hurts ran three touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco only had one, but still the Kansas City Chiefs Known for being a passing team, what travels well in the postseason? A rushing attack and defense. And look, Eagles had a complete game. Jalen Hurts, 27 for 38, 304. He averaged eight per, a touchdown pass, no interceptions thrown. He was sacked twice for only a loss of two yards, quarterback rating of 79.7, overall rating of 103.4, but he had that fumble. He contributed for four touchdowns in that football game. But that fumble is what did the Eagles in. It was not that call for holding on Juju Smith-Schuster. Patrick Mahomes didn't have Super Bowl MVP numbers. This is the reason why he won a Super Bowl MVP. For those of you who are ignorant to this. He went 21 for 27. 182 yards passing. Not MVP numbers. 6.7 was the average per, not MVP numbers. However, he didn't fumble. He had three touchdown passes, no interceptions. He was not sacked because of that ankle. He couldn't afford to get sacked. So he made sure he didn't. Not only that, that offensive line did a well of a job. Quarterback rating 96.4, overall rating 131.8. He got the MVP award. 
because he ran the football six times for 44 yards, average 7.3. And the key run of the game was late in the game on that busted up ankle. That's the reason why he got Super Bowl MVP. Because honestly, if you ask me, there should be a way where you can award a losing player the MVP, but the MVP is racked up to be the player that was most valuable to the team that won. But I would really like to see the NFL not give a winner-up trophy. Because your winner-up trophy is you were NFC champions, right? Your winner-up trophy is the winners up, the losers. You made it to the Super Bowl, but you lost. They get paid that money as well. A lot of people aren't aware of that either. I think Nick Bolton was Super Bowl MVP. Got a total of nine tackles. He led in all total tackles. He led in solo tackles. I mean, he was all over the place, and you really didn't think he was. He had that fumble that was returned for the touchdown. I mean, got to think about that. Got to think about that. I really felt like Nick Bolton should have gotten Super Bowl MVP award. However, we got what we wanted, right? We got what we wanted. We got a matchup between the number one seed in the AFC, 14 and three. At the end of the year, the number one seed in the NFC, 14 and three at the end of the year. Both of those teams played 17 games in 18 weeks. We got what we wanted. These teams, so much in common. They had the same amount of total points. I believe it was <clears throat> from the postseason going into the Super Bowl. Um, same record, whatever that stat was. I saw NBC Sports posted. I saw um, Fox, of course, Fox Sports posted because, of course, Super Bowl was on Fox this year. Next year, speaking of Super Bowls, Super Bowls will be in Las Vegas, Nevada for the first time ever, Super Bowl 58. So, hey, let's get ready for that. I'm hoping and praying to God that this offseason will be quicker than last year's offseason. Last year's offseason flew by so fast, I didn't even realize it. By the time I realized it, it was time for me to start predicting winners and losers. It's been an amazing season. But I want to let you all know. You're going to be hearing from me a lot this offseason. I have my weekly YouTube video that will be uploaded once a week, every week. That's for the YouTube channel. That show is going to be called The Prophet's Picks Perspective. I've already started uploading videos. I got two up right now. I got the Kelsey Brothers, which is the most recent one, and the one before that for the Prophet's Picks perspective was um, congrats, D'Amico Ryans, and a huge apology from me to the city of Houston, and most importantly, Cal McNair and Houston Texans ownership over there. But the Prophet's Picks perspective will make a huge return this week. I'm going to go back a few weeks to something that was said about Jalen Hurts, and I kind of hinted at it already. I got a whole spreadsheet of shows that I'm going to be talking about on a weekly basis. I also have the season review for all 32 teams. You're going to have 32 podcast shows for that. Those will not be YouTube videos. I'm going to strictly stick with the Prophet Speaks Perspectives. Weekly, 
every single week. Props Fix Perspective, YouTube channel video. That's something new. Um, after the season review for all 32 NFL teams, I'm going to have the roster review shows because there's going to be a lot of roster movement before free agency and the new NFL league year and during free agency. It's going to be a buzz, 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 buzz. It's going to be exciting. Trust me. And then last but certainly not least, by that time I'm done with that, the NFL draft will come. It'll be time for me to predict the winner of every single division. And after I predict the winner of every single division, we'll be getting ready for the title defense kickoff game. The question is, the Chiefs will be hosting who this year? It's not going to be the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson doesn't play for them no more. Which means, will it be Kansas City hosting the Cleveland Browns? Hmm. Hmm. Mm, that's something to think about. No, the Browns the Browns weren't in the postseason this past January, but that would be very interesting. And I would love to see a Super Bowl rematch week one, right? Title defense kickoff, Thursday Night Football on NBC. I would love to see that. I would love it. Philly versus Kansas City to start the year. And Jason Kelsey, more than likely, he's... Mullen Retirement. This has been the Provis Picks Football Podcast. Show number 352. The final show of the season. I hope everyone enjoyed the shows this year. I hope everyone enjoyed the football season. I hope everybody has enjoyed every single show. And once again, everybody stay safe out there. Congratulations once again to the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to the Eagles. Even though you didn't win the Super Bowl, you got there. You got there in extremely impressive fashion. You can't not pay attention to that. Not You can't not respect that. You got to respect that. Once again, congratulations to every team that made it to the postseason. But most importantly, congratulations to the Eagles. And above them, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are, in fact, Super Bowl champions once again, 8.03 p.m. Atlantic Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Good evening and good night. 7.03 p.m. Central, 6.03 p.m. Mountain, 5.03 p.m. Pacific, right after closing time. Anchorage, Alaska, I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope you guys have enjoyed me all year long. Once again, pay attention, be looking out. The Prophet Speaks Perspective weekly YouTube video will be out there and aloha. Honolulu, Waikiki, Maui, Pearl Harbor Memorial, all of the Hawaiian Islands. I hope you have enjoyed Super Bowl 57 results show and the 352nd and final show of the season. A nice, beautiful, big red bow. Pun intended. 304 Hawaiian Standard Time on this season. Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl 57 champions. Second time the Chiefs have been champions in the last four seasons. It was their third Super Bowl in the last four. They've won two, lost one. It's their third franchise's Super Bowl championship. Congratulations. 38-35, Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody stay safe out there. And keep a lookout for the Prophet Speaks Perspectives weekly YouTube video. One.